millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello there and welcome to Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on the 26th of February. It is the day after Celtic were victorious in dramatic fashion at Fur Park. They won the game 3-1 after coming from behind. Went behind the first half before uh equaliser from Adam Eder early in the second half and it took until the 94th minute until Celtic got their second goal again through that man Adam Eder. And this was followed up by Lewis Palmer scoring later than that in the 97th minute to make it 3-1 to the Celts. So I'd like to say I'm joined by Tony and Andy. Danny should be joining us later in the episode. Andy, I'll come to you because me and you have seen the full game. I know Tony was flying and Danny was at a christening, so they've only caught highlights and whatnot. But I'll come to you. It was the first half, especially yesterday, was pretty poor. And I think a lot of people feared the worst when we did go behind to that. Blair Spittle goal just before half time. I think there's a few warning signs earlier, and obviously Motherwell had the goal disallowed the first few minutes as well, and were probably the better team in the first half. What, what was your thoughts on the game? Aye, uh, it really was the sort of like game of two halves. When they get their early goal disallowed. I was hopeful that oh, right, maybe that's a we throw a luck and that'll wake us up and sort of give, give us a bit of a shake, but it didn't at all. The whole the entirety of the first half, Motherwell just the better team. There's no getting away from it, to be honest with you. That boy up front, Theo Bear, gave scales, gave Rocky a horrid time. He's running his physicality, couldn't deal with it at all. Their goal was fair play spittle that hit it. It was, it was a great strike, but they they, they were sort of, they well earned their lead. Better team in the first half, we were offering absolutely nothing. Again, wide men wouldn't take anybody on, wouldn't go by anybody. Couldn't, was, was non existent. Maeda was just running about to Maeda things, but even the midfield, um, O'Reilly, largely anonymous. Fullbacks weren't really involved in sort of getting beyond the wide men and, and putting decent balls in the box. It was it was really probably one of the, the poorest I've seen us for 45 minutes and that takes quite some doing this season because we've been fucking rotten. I mother were well deserved to the lead and you really started to feel the worst at half time because it was 
there was no indication whatsoever that that was going to change. There was no indication that that we really had anything about us to go and sort of turn that around. And I suppose the the only positive was that it was only one nil at half time. And football being the way it is, you, you can never be far away from your eyes. And thankfully, obviously, Maja made a sub. And I said it to I said it to you in the chat. It seems as if. No, even just the way we play might necessarily no change as much, but when there's a mere physical presence at the top of the team, the team just seems to have a different attitude. We just look a different side. We look more confident. The minute he came on, we just looked like a team that that actually had a striker and were wanting to use him and were wanting to sort of get the ball into good areas. And right away it comes for a brilliant cross into the box for Taylor. Pinpoint sticks it and he does see scores. And then that obviously gives us the confidence. I thought, again, we were definitely improved for then. But I thought the big change came when Yang came on and Carter Vickers. They obviously came on at the same time. I thought Carter Vickers just, you felt as if right, we should concede again. But Yang, I thought, really changed it in terms of us going forward, constantly wanting on the ball, constantly wanting to take their full back zone or defender zone. And just put the ball in the box. He was really trying to make something happen. It looked a much bigger threat. There was a, there was a few balls that came in for either Yang or then Johnston on the overlap of Yang. And there was a right good few chances created, a right good few opportunities in an area. And then again, that allowed for... I think I probably could have had a hat-trick, if we're honest about it. I don't know how he's missed that heater. That's the one that was probably about six yards out, don't know how he's missed that. It hit out any other fucking party's body and it's, it's going to go out of the line and then again, you've got the one that was pulled back probably just about the penalty spot and he slides in, sticks it out of the bar, these were all coming to the right hand side and as I say, a bit part of that I felt was Jack. We really did sort of turn around us as an attacking side going forward. Really then I started to become confident that we would get the goal as I say, when he's creating, starting to create so many chances and they keep coming but I would say uh, Yang was the turning point and then obviously we, we go, we bring on Bernardo, we bring on Palmer. Palmer's one that's really sort of divided opinion. I suppose similar to how Abada did before because he's, he is putting numbers up for the, if you look across the season in terms of goals and assists, but his output and his performance on the pitch, if you watch it, is negated at times. He's another winger that we've got that seems to be unable to take a player on, but you know, he's got that goal threat in him, I suppose. I think he had a heater at the back post as well that came in for the right side that probably was a bit behind him, so he had a bit to do with it and couldn't quite get the power that was needed to sort of put it in the net. But again, it was another sort of two positive substitutions. And then again, obviously, the ball comes in for Ida. Great finish for Johnston. Again, it comes down the right hand side. It was everything that we'd done was positive. Came for Yang and Johnston on the right. The, the ball ends it. It's a great run. It's a, it's a great finish just to take any stride. And just sort of put it in with the left. That's, that's a bit of a weird finish for anybody. And obviously we go and add to the goal difference. We again coming for Yang and putting it in for Palmer. So I think it was, it really was, as I said, it's a game of two halves. And we, we just looked positive. We looked probably the best I've seen us for 45 in the second half. I thought there was, there was positive substitutions. I thought Yang, I, I said it to you, I think Yang was the biggest impact for me. I know he does score two and, that's in the headers, brilliant, as is the, the second goal, the, the one-touch finish. But I thought Yang really did change the game. The amount of chances that were created on the right-hand side, as I said, just off, off it really came for him. Obviously, you've got the goal, and then you've got the Palmer header. You've got the, the assist he gave for Palmer. You've got the two or three chances he created for Maida. I thought Yang 
difference for us. I thought he just created chance after chance and he really sort of pinned their defender back down that side and he looked fearful. And then I thought as well, it just it really changed how Johnston played. Johnston was in much more involved in the game, wanting to get down the right hand side, wanting to overlap, wanting to sort of play play after Yang. And I thought you didn't really get that we could. So I thought it was it was encouraging to see you knew it's just about trying to sort of get that performance stretch out or ninety minutes and sort of stop having such different contrast in half. But I entirely thunder and completely shite myself in the first half and just thankful that we were only two or three down to really having a bit of belief in, in what I've seen this in the second half and, and that putting a bit of confidence in me there. I think the first half probably couldn't have been much worse as you said. It was probably for the best that we were only winding because it did look a forlorn hope that we would turn it around. Obviously as I said, that goal getting disallowed in the first couple of minutes sort of set the tone for the first half. I thought Scales was just so easily... First of all, it's just that I mentioned it against Hibs. It's just sort of one ball over the top, sort of exposed on the fence. And then the boy just does some one sort of cut back and Scales is completely took out. But thankfully it was offside. And then I think there was one a few minutes later where the same happened to Narochki. I thought both centre-halves were pretty poor yesterday. I thought they were really slow. I know we've went on about scales, probably not being the answer long term. I think Narochki as well. I, I had been shouting for him in the last few weeks, but I thought that yesterday was pretty poor. The defence sort of looked a lot more assured when Cameron Carvacas did come on in the second half, but I thought we were just so... The, the lack of creativity in the first half was really alarming. Taylor had a sort of pop shot in the first couple of minutes, and then I think it was half an hour before we had any sort of attempt, never mind one on target, but I thought the way players were pretty poor, as you say, Nicholas Coon, like he's completely flattering to deceive, like for everything he'd done right yesterday, he would sort of go by a man but then overrun it or he would his final ball would be terrible or he'd run any a defender. I thought he doesn't look up to much at this point. It's still very early in his Celtic career, but for the money you've spent, you were, I think a lot of people were sort of hoping that he'd get a more instant impact from him. Dyson Maeda, I thought in the first half he was probably the only one that looked to like he was acting with a bit of urgency, but as as Addy said, he said that's probably just Dyson Maida's nature where he will just charge about and press everything. And so it's it's more noticeable that he is applying himself. I think he had a chance at the back post that Alistair Johnston put across from that was a slightly difficult header. I know we'll come on in the second half ones, but I think apart from that, that was all we'd created up to that point until Cal McGregor slipped Kyogo through and thought Kyogo maybe could have done slightly better. It was pretty easy save for Liam Kelly, I thought. And I, I think that was pretty much the first half. Was The, the worrying thing was it wasn't a surprise because it just seemed to be more of the same. Obviously, Kyogo takes that knock towards the end of the first half and you never want to see your players get injured. But do you know what? See, see for where we were in that game, the fact that Kyogo probably had to come off because of that injury helped us because I just don't know if Rodgers would have made the sub at halftime if Kyogo had hadn't he took that injury and bringing Ida on was just as you say like Gini in that presence like Kyogo everybody loves him at Celtic he's a great player but he's not scored a league goal away from home since October which is just unacceptable for a Celtic striker and he does come on that's the last two league away games at Easter Road and for part that he's got doubles and you know what he took a lot of stick before he'd even kicked the ball because a lot of people just seen it as Celtic sort of scraping the barrel and getting a guy that couldn't get a game for Norwich and fair fucks him, he's just sort of stood up and he's just applying himself and 
yeah, the, getting the goal so early in the second half was really important. For that, I it was a great ball from Greg Taylor, right? Up, and the header's fantastic. Like, it's, we we don't score enough headers, and to have somebody with that sort of ability to to head the ball was brilliant. And I think it sort of stifled Motherwell as well because they were they were doing that at half time, flying with confidence and probably expecting to take all three points. But I think that sort of took the stuffing out of them. They were they made a chance a couple of minutes later through. Lennon Miller, who thought he had a decent game for them, he had a header that Joe Hart put over, and I think it was pretty much at heart, but he still has to make the save. But apart from that, I thought Miller were pretty non-existent in the second half, and it was, we did just keep ramping up the pressure. I think Andy's right, Yang came on and made a really positive impact. He's been really up and down in his Celtic career, but he's, he's a young guy, he's nowhere near the finished article that we're looking for, and you're going to have games where he's going to frustrate you, but you know what? See, in every game he plays, he's always attempting something and he's always involved, looking to create. And that, that's what we're needing. A lot of the time, it looks like players in our team are hiding at the moment. And he, he definitely couldn't say that about Yang yesterday. He, he had like no sort of like, lack of chances he was trying to create. And we, we just kept going. And I know it took till injury time again. And the three games against Motherwell this year, the ball sort of had late goals to two for us in terms of getting winners at Fur Park and obviously them equalising late on at Celtic Park. But aye, we, we just kept pushing. I, I don't know, like, I, I was slightly worried that it wasn't going to come as you would be in any injury time. But that man Yang slips in Alistair Johnson brilliantly and Johnson just does what he needs to do and puts it across the face of goal. And I agree, it's a great finish by Adam Eder. Another sort of first time finish and it's... It was a massive goal. I don't think it can really be understated. Some people will think it's just papering over the cracks, but we're living games to go. I think you're just, you just you need to get wins wherever you can. And look, there might be in two months' time we might be looking back at this as a sort of either the start of something where we go on a run and put ourselves back at top of the table, or it might have just been the sort of last act of defiance. But I, I don't know how it's going to go. So, but I delighted for the team. I think it was much needed and. Really delighted for Adam Ida and Yang. I thought they were really good and probably should go straight in the starting lineup for our game on Wednesday. Tony, I'll come to you. I know, as I said, you were in the air for the first half, but I'm sure you'll have caught up with most of it and seen highlights, etc. What's your thoughts on it? As I said, it was a very much needed win and it came in dramatic smash. I, I, was, uh, I was in Switzerland. I think a lot of people thought I was actually pricing up Dignitas in case this season ends the way I think it will but it was actually a nice wee deserved break. I, I I think I text just about everybody I know saying, I'm going to land during the first half and I just know it's going to be 0-0 or 1-0 to Motherwell. And uh, it was 0-0 and then by the time I'd got my suitcase, it was 1-0 to Motherwell. And I thought, oh, fuck, this is it. This is the, the procession for the Huns on their way to the title. And then I, I listened to the, the cars. I drove through Belfast to Derry. I listened on the radio to... BBC Sports Sound. I obviously can't really comment much in the second half, but when I landed, I think we'd only had one shot. And the XG showed 0.01. <laughs> I just kind of laughed at myself. And I must admit, as much as you, I, I, going by what I've heard, the second half has much improved. After the Huns win 5 0 and you go 5 behind, I was really hoping we were going to come flying out the traps in the first half. and I didn't think we would, but you're hoping we, we batter them, but it obviously didn't happen. Don't get me wrong, the, the way we've won the game, I feel as though we've been here before, we've, we've done it for Park early in the season, 
done it against Tabs, big ones against Rangers, and you go, oh, that'll be the catalyst. I don't want to say that because we've had so many false dawns this season. It's been incredible. It needs to be the catalyst. Something needs to happen now. We need to go and play the deal, batter them. Rangers have a kind of a tougher game on paper, but they, they don't really look like slowing down at the minute, which is, is a bit of an issue, but we, we are only two points behind. I, I, th- I think massive credit needs to go to the, the away fans. They lay out the fucking the life and soul of the club, and I could obviously hear them through the radio at one each, and even towards the end, kind of trying to spur the team on in between Boone Rogers substitutions. But if anybody deserves to see us win the league, it's the away fans. Need you credit to either. He was the kind of signing everybody just battered right away and says he was going to be rubbish and people weren't happy with it. But he scored two huge doubles in Mewton. We would probably be fucking, I don't know, eight points behind, six points behind. So massive credit to him. Delighted for him. A brilliant header. Really good cross for Greg Taylor. Another really good finish for the for the second, and then it's it's good play by Yang for the for the third when Palmer gets it happen. It sounded to me as though Cameron Carter Vickers came on. Any chances Motherwell had just disappeared. He just seemed to solidify us, and we need to keep him fit. It's, it's crucially important because he just adds a, a balance to the whole team. And I seen a save Joe Hart made. I think it was from Lennon Miller, and it, it's an excellent save to to keep it at one each as well. I wanted to touch on Joe Hart because I watched these videos during the week as I'm sure everybody listening did and he says there's been a lot of talk about the goalkeeping situation. So he's basically made a really selfless decision, decided to, to announce his retiring just so we can stop debating about whether he'll be the keeper next year because we know he won't be. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. But it got me thinking, is, is there anybody else at the club could make a really, really good decision like that, could help the team. And then I thought, what about Peter Lowell and his son? If they really give a fuck about Celtic, which they don't, obviously, why don't they declare right now that we are leaving the club with immediate effect for the good of Celtic? Because they're still hanging over. you seen the, the accounts were released during the week, and we got a statement from Peter Lowell about how he kind of shares our frustrations, which was just, it was a laughable statement. And basically, oh, the recruitment team wanted to do better. And these players were just, nobody in the world was available that could improve their starting eleven. There was no offer we could have made that could have tempted anybody. I mean, just patronising fucking rubbish. And I'm thinking, that that's the, in terms of unity, we still have a lot of people. I mean, if we'd have drawn yesterday, we were two minutes away for the sack the board chance, let's be honest, and the law will get to Fox chance. That's always just kind of under the surface. You know? So if they really give a fuck, which well, obviously they do not, they would resign in the spot. Mark Lowell and Peter Lowell, we're leaving this club and we won't be coming back and we want to let the club flourish and unify. But that's just not going to happen. But I just thought I'd make that point when you when you look at Joe Hart, who's made a, a really difficult decision for himself, but he, he kind of knows it's in, the, it's in the interest of Celtic, and, and I think he's been one of our better players for for months now. To be fair to him, so I just wanted I wanted to get my swing in at Lawwell there, just 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 during this, but it's a it's a pretty valid. And I seen there was an article come out that people in Celtic Park can't understand <laughs> why people are. Uh, Annoyed at Peter Lawwell, and I just, I just find it totally bemusing that these people can't work it out. That the guy people hated, the CEO, they hate him as chairman, 
and they don't like that his son's head of recruitment because his son's absolutely fucking useless. So so just just totally fucking madness in that regard. I was, I, I was also after reading a bit of the huddle board, which I, I don't normally do. But it seems everybody's in United and just absolutely despising the board. So again, that's another shout of cunts they could be doing me good no work we, we've taken enough millions out we're actually going to give up our power and let Celtic and the, the fans and the players and the managers unite and move on but that's obviously not going to happen but hopefully we can get these these people removed from the club by any means necessary come the end of the season whether we win the double lose the treble win the league lose the cup whatever happens I, I still think it's important to talk about them because if they'd actually spent money properly and recruited properly We'd be about fucking 15 points clear by now and probably have won the League Cup. So I think it's important, even though that was a great one yesterday and everybody's wanting to keep the faith and be united. The reason we're only fully united as a fan base is because of the board and because of people like Peter Lolly on his son. So just bear that in mind. I, I just, I'm not going to jump the gun after that one and say that's us. We're going to win the next 11 and, and kick on, I think. I think I've been saying since we do with Aberdeen, I don't think the league will go our way. I'm not going to change my mind because uh, we beat a team that Morton beat and we beat them with two minutes to go. So just need to hope we go to Dundee and, and get a big result. Hopefully Kelly do us a favour. But as I say, Rangers have actually um, signed players in January and they're actually scoring goals for them. How unbelievable is that? What a fucking concept. So I think uh, it's going to take a lot for us to win the league and then We've got hearts away as much as Rangers slapped to my boot. I think it'll be more difficult for us at Tynecastle. So if we win our next two games and put in some good performances, then we'll, we'll have a chance. But delighted we get the win. Really needed it. Happy for the away fans. Happy for Brendan as well. I know he's, he's come under a bit of stick. And don't get me wrong, if you haven't won yesterday, probably myself and most others would just have said just sack him in the, the spot. But... I do want to see him do well, and I do still think he's a good manager, but I think he has been so short by the board. Either. He must wake up every day and go, I could be in fucking Saudi Arabia, I'm in 50 million, I'm dealing with Peter Lawwell, who probably goes, how do I my back dealing with a fucking clown again? So, and his son, I, forget, I feel dreadful for him, but I'm glad he got the win. I want to see him win the league, I just think. He's, he's been shouting about quality for so long and at times it looks as though we've got absolutely fucking none of it. So I'm happy for everybody in the stands and on the pitch. The players do look united, doesn't it? Two about it. I think it's a united squad. It's just a squad that's just no ha- any deal run a form. I remember saying back in kind of November, December, oh, we're cleared at the top of the league and we've no done anything, but we're nearly in March and we've still no done anything and we're only two points behind. That's the kind of only positive. And obviously Rangers have got a tough European tie against Benfica as well. So I guess a reasonably tough tie with East Road in the Scottish Cup. I just feel something needs to drop for us. They need to drop points. We're kind of we're needing something big to drop for us. That was big yesterday, but we can see it'd be nice to see them stumble a bit. But aye, that was a kind of covered all sorts of stuff, so... Just to reiterate, great result yesterday. Happy for Brendan. Fuck Peter and his son out the door. And fuck the board out the door. They should all resign to help the club, but they won't. There you go. So, back to you, Don. Thanks. I've just had a text from the PLC letting me know that 
our January signing scored four goals as well, so they're getting Matt Lawwell and our bonus and, and, a, and a contract extension. So I, Danny, I'll come to you. As I said, it's the second time this season we've scored an injury time to win at Fur Park. It's quite different circumstances from the last time when I think it put us seven clear that day, and this one kept us within two points of the Angels. What's your thoughts on the game? As I said, I know you were in the house of the Lord yesterday, and we your players answered at half time. Evidently, aye, they were answered. I was at a christening yesterday, so I had to call on a big favourite. Oh, just got in, travelling towards the, the chapel during the first half, so never seen any. It was kind of try to keep up on my phone, and aye, it was one nothing. Just as we sat down, I thought I need to call on a favour for the big man here. And then by the time the Christian had finished, it was one each. I just get into the kind of party thing. Just as in, just as it moved into the six minutes injury time, and I hadn't seen any, so I could comment on how it was going, but just my gut instinct was that they weren't going to get the goal. So he scored two. <laughs> it, was, it was really happening. I was actually quite... When the second goal went in, I thought, oh, you know, it's just kind of delaying the inevitable for a week. But the fact they went back up the park and scored again showed... I mean, getting the winner showed a lot of character, but going back up the park again and scoring was a, showed a lot of character. And the team looks fairly united. The, the away support seem to still believe, so I've not gave up yet. But I thought... I said it last week against Kilmarnock, like I thought Yang was a breath of fresh air when he came on the park. I can't comment on it much about the game, but what you have said, couldn't flatter to deceive again, and I really don't know what's, what's up with him. The status seemed to absolutely love him when he signed. Everybody was really excited about him, and I don't know if, I don't know if he's, a, he doesn't look unfit, he, he just looks like he's playing with, maybe he's lost a bit of confidence, maybe he's not settled in to, to Glasgow or whatever, but he, he doesn't look like the player that the start was what we were getting. So that's a wee bit of concern. But for me, Yang and Ida would be in my starting lineup pretty much until somebody else forces them out it. I thought it was a great Ida's Ida was really, really good. Was was good at Celtic goals I can remember in a long time. He's got up really well. He said to you last night in the group chat that the the team when they play the three O is like having Kyogo is like for like. So when Rogers would make that sub, they would keep fanning about with the ball but when Ida comes on they genuinely change up the way they play and they get the ball into the box and I just wish they would give all that service sometimes as well but it's Ida's jersey for me the new I mean he's he's been a breath of fresh air since he came in I mean where would we be without him I know he got a lot of pressure he got you know I'm not going to say I was delighted when we signed him because I thought it was I thought it was very desperate signing a, a player that could hardly get a game for Norwich but He's definitely gave us something different that we never had. I mean, he, he scored four goals, he set up another. Some of his link-up play against Kilmarnock deserved better. And, you know, the, playing that ball into a striker who can hold it up and lay it off. And, you know, because we've got so many players like Palmer, O'Reilly, Bernardo, that like to get into the box. So it just helps us. And his, his finish for the winner was unbelievable. I mean, he's hit that with his left foot. It would have been easier to walk on it with his right. He's let it come across his body. Completely wrong foot at the keeper. It was great. But I think after what happened on Saturday and they beating Hearts 5 nothing, just winning, you know, we just had to win and stay within two points and, and just keep winning. We, we, we really need to forget about them for a while and just concentrate on Celtic and putting away teams consistently like if they win their next five games we need to make sure we win their next five or however many before we play them again but we just need to make sure we win them but we're actually putting teams away rather than kind of getting by here and there but I think that it, it was a big win it was you know it's a last minute winner the team have showed a lot of fight by all accounts the second half was a lot better than the first but we do seem to only play for 45 minutes it's been a kind of theme of the season so Wednesday night 
is massive for us because we can, you know, if we could come out start early and blow Dundee away, if Kilmarnock and Rangers is tight, you know, that pressure could, you know, transfer across to them and they would sell to a free up at half time. We're not in each and, you know, they could get on their team's back and whatever, but we just need to keep, we, we, by our accounts, we played like we did yesterday for the second half will be fine but we said that after St Johnston we said that the first half against Kilmarnock we said that against like Kilmarnock last week as well and Kilmarnock in December but I'm just glad to get the win because when you go into 90 minutes and one each you don't you know the way that this season's went I never really thought it was going to come so to score twice was really heartening and hopefully as Tony says you know something's got to be the catalyst for us to kick on and start the rest of the season you know I think we've got about 12 11 12 games left Obviously, we need to win them all, but um, something's got to be a catalyst, so why can't it not be yesterday's? But so hopefully, in a couple of months' time, we're looking back and saying, God, that goal feeder was, you know, really what kick-started the run of the title. So, uh, positive, but I wish they wouldn't leave it so late. Uh, definitely, and as you say, that sort of, there has been half of football where we've played well, and I think it's just the important thing now to put that into a 90 minutes or as close to a 90 minutes as possible in terms of putting a team away. Andy, I'll take your thoughts on the Dundee game. Wednesday night at Celtic Park. Both games have played Dundee this season. We've won 3-0, most recently at Dens Park on Boxing Day. But just on what I've said, on, on both of the games, we went in none each at half-time. Before Lister in second halves, it saw us win both games 2-0. What are you expecting on Wednesday? And would you make any changes to the team? Like the Part of Vickers, Ida and Yang have been positively praised in this episode. Would you like to see them come in and start in 11? I think, given how the second talk went, I think there'll be changes for the start in 11 and I think that um, they would be welcome. Rather, I think Yang's played his way in. I've obviously said how well I thought he'd done when he came on. So I think he's probably played his way in as much just as much to be fair as Coons played his way out because he was fucking rotten. But I think Ida as well, he's got to come in, he's got to start. Kyogo, I think we was obviously here then sort of bringing him out, but I would maybe look at bringing Kyogo in on the left and having a front three of Kyogo, Ida and Yang. I don't like Kyogo really in the 10 because I think we lose midfield. And two up front's fucking nonsense. We need to stop with that shit. Evidently, it doesn't work. It doesn't make you any better attacking. So I would maybe look at him on the left. I know he obviously tried it there under Ange, but and it didn't really work, but I wouldn't mind seeing it. No, um, and if it's not working, just change it at half time. But I wouldn't mind seeing Kyogo left to see if there's scope because Maeda has obviously been poor and he's, he's missing chances. And one of them, if you could get sort of Kyogo running into, into the positions that Yang was in, sort of coming off the left and in, you might obviously you, you would see a better return on goals because you would fancy Kyogo to have taken at least one of the chances that Maeda had against Motherwell and then again at centre half you've got Carl Vickers he, he's got to bend for the start again you've seen the difference even sort of the back line just looked mere assured let alone what he was doing and you, you fancied him not to go and concede any more stupid goals and I would be partnering him when, when Rocky I'm finally glad that people are starting to see this sort of talking up of Liam Scales for the, the nonsense that it was listen cheers for what he done but he, he's no good enough he's no good enough in the ball that bear gave him the absolute run around and we need to, we play out for the back. It's you can talk to and say oh, as much as you want. Oh, it's about defending first and foremost. But see, when you're on seventy 
whatever it'll be against Dundee, if you'll be looking at 70% of the ball or something like that, it's so important that our defenders are willing to step up and make a pass into the midfield and no just turn about and pay it back to the keeper or play a sideways pass. And you're more likely to get that when they're okay and defensively, for what I've seen to both of them, I just don't think there's much between them anyway. So I would, I would be putting Naroki and Carter Vickers, and then, as I said, probably Yang, Ida, and I would look at Kyogo in the left as well, because I don't think any other winger has done anything to really be deserving of a start or sort of put their name in the hat. And I think Maeda obviously gives you the, that running about, but he's been poor and he really should have had a goal, one minimum, against Motherwell. So I'd be looking at maybe trying Kyogo out there to see if there's if there's any way that he can perform in the left and a Rogers side just now to, to get us through the next couple of games. But I think there's got to be changes, Dan. But if we can get that second half performance and that belief and sort of zipping the ball about where we were, and as I said, be effective in wide areas and, and get the ball into and if and if people in the box, then we will score goals. There there is goals, there is creativity in that team. It's just about getting it for more than wee spells that we seem to do, but it's we ten minute spells in games and it's sort of forty five minutes here and there. But if we can just get that for the get go, get a couple of goals and sort of get going then I but aye, that's the changes I would make and, and hopefully can go into the game and as I think it was Dan, Danny that said it there at this point we just need to worry about ourselves and just keep winning it doesn't matter how we get out of the line just continually keep picking up three points because that that's the most important thing and it doesn't matter how, how anybody else does it doesn't matter what their score is it's, it's all about us and the amount of points we come away for each game with and as long as that's that's continually three then we'll be in a good place and take a quick score prediction Andy. I'll be hopeful and I'll say three now um, I, I think that we should, fingers crossed, but I think we should put in a good performance and I'll go for a 3-0 win. I would make it three 3-0 three wins against Dundee in a row. Tony, what's your thoughts on the game? What are you expecting again and changes to the starting lineup? I, I know the last time we played them, I think we had 38 attempts on goal and 23 corners. I think people would be happy with that at least on Wednesday, given it would be a, a, a much more dominant performance than we've shown in recent I think two three nils. I've actually I'm, I've got to go with four nil because Stevie for Gigpod is he said to me take it to the bank and oh no Stevie's a good boy so he's I'm going to go with four nil just because he says it's going to be that I, I think I agree with Andy I think I'd, I'd, I would still play Kyogo at left you don't mind just bin him because he's still a very good player and has scored like two his last three games so. I'd like to see a water play again. Heard he was kind of quite good when he came on, or when he started against Motherwell and then came right on it second half. So happy for him to play. Vickers needs to play because we're absolutely fucking pissed with him. Scales is too slow in the ball, so you need Vickers to kind of drag us out and hopefully we can keep a clean sheet. And I think the goal difference is six in their favour the now. Don't get me wrong, they could easily go to Rugby Park and hammer Kilmarnock, but that's not going to be the case. It's a chance for us to to hopefully rack up some goals and cut the goal difference gap. And as, as I think the boys have said, it is just about us winning. And if something falls our way, then, then that would be fucking tremendous as well. But uh, I think we need to go out and put on a full... 2 nil up at half-time, 4 nil full-time. Full performance, get the stadium rocking and... and just that's it, and then we'll have 10 games to go and then kick on to 10 castle and look if we win our games, we'll win the league. So, I we'll see how it goes. But who will say, I'll say, Edel will score, O'Reilly will score two, and Yang will get a goal. I would certainly take that, and Danny will come to you. What are you expecting on Wednesday? 
I think the deer actually know as bad as what I thought they were going to be at the start of the season. They've been pretty pretty good this season and this team has scored a lot of goals. There's a lot of goals involved in their game, so I don't think it'll be four nothing or three nothing. I think it might be a kind of three one or a three two maybe. It might be a bit dramatic. But it would be good to see us kick on and take that positivity from that game because we did it against Tibbs when we got the late winner and then we went to St Mirren on the Sunday and we played quite well. So let's hope that we can kick on for yesterday and, you know, take a bit of park, heed the crowd, they'll be up for it. You know, you're going to have 60,000. If you get, you know, if you start early and give the crowd a reason to, you know, tune in early on, then you can hopefully get a couple of goals and blow a team away. But I'll go for free too. I think it might be a bit nervy. But again, if 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 yesterday was a catalyst and, you know, a turning point for us, then we really should be looking to win this free and four nothing as Tony says, claim a couple of goals back. And I said even if we were to win six nothing on Wednesday night and Rangers were to get beat at Kilmarnock, it's still a long, long way to go. And if, you know, we win and they win six nothing, then there's still a long way to go as well. So it's not gonna be a, I don't think unless we were to get beat or something and they were to win, I don't think it's a defining night in the season. But it, it would be good to get a wee favour for Kilmarnock and they've beat them there before this season, but it's nice to see. But for us it's just concentrating the Celtic at the minute and Hopefully we kick on for yesterday, score a couple of goals. It'd be good to see Ida and Yang starting and getting there. Kyogo on the left. Aye, why not? You can always play a bit with the system if it doesn't work. But I don't know, I just feel with the way that Taylor plays, he's very inverted. We probably need a winger on the left. But if he was to play Kyogo out there and Kyogo was to get involved with Ida and link up, then you never know it could work. But I'll go for three two, and I think Ida will get two, and I'll go for Yang to get the third. Well, I think Ida will get the winner, but Yang will get the the one in between. And hopefully, you know, God willing, we're at least top of the league, if not back joint top or whatever they might call it, and we can start looking forward to which well, it already is a fucking nervy into season. So, but I one game at a time. I definitely, and I think he's a or sort of picked up on it's important that we do put on a full night of performance and like you know as Tony mentioned well six goals behind in goal difference and look there's every chance it might come down to goal difference because obviously if they draw we'd be level on points but behind the goal difference unless we put in a sort of stellar performance and win five or six nil I think it's not even just for league title hopes I think just in terms of getting more confidence about the team and about the support it would be good to put away a team and Look, Dundee's a team we've had relatively little difficulty with this time, and I know that that might be jinxing it, but hopefully this is a sort of perfect opportunity for us to just, as Tony said, just go away a game and go two or three and a lot by half time. Support our cam, and you can just sort of enjoy the second half, try and put on a style, and get rack the goals up. But I've heard that about Kyogo possibly playing out left. I don't know. Um, I don't think he's played there since maybe Andrew's first trip to Ibrox and I'm not against it look if it was to happen I'm not going to say oh, what, what is happening here but I just I, I sort of agree with Danny I think Rogers will prefer more natural wingers out there to sort of suit the balance of the team so I, I think Ida will start but I think it'll be Maeda and Yang alongside him I don't think I think he'll go maybe drop to the bench obviously don't know the extent he's injury if it's going to keep him out for this one or if he will just drop to the bench Due to Ida's performance on Sunday, aye, I'd, so I'd bring Nato in and I think part of Vickers has got to play. I, I don't really mind who it's way, if it's way Scales or Narotchkid, but as I said, 
both of them disappointed me yesterday. But I mean, Narochka did cost you a lot of money, so it might be a sort of novel concept to try and play your two most, well, your two biggest transfer fees for your centre halves in terms of Vickers and Narochka. Maybe try and get them a wee run of games where you can see if they're going to jail. And I think every sort of centre half looks more assured with Cameron Carter Vickers next to him, so it could be the making of uh, Mike Narochka as well. So if that was to happen, I'd be quite happy with that. But I, I think. I think it'll be comfortable again. I think it'll be 4-1 Celtic. I think we'll put on a full 90 performance and I think we will be 2-0 up at half-time through Adamida getting a double and then we'll continue on in the second half and I think we'll get goals to Yang and I don't know who will get a fourth. We'll go for Greg Taylor. He can get a fourth. But aye, that's us just hitting about the 45-minute mark. So if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. We will be back after the Dundee game. We'll be previewing the big trip to Tynecastle on Sunday. We'll talk about Wednesday night's results and see if it has sort of altered the league table. And I will speak to you then. So thanks very much for tuning in. Make sure to follow us. Just search for four times in a podcast, wherever you are, and you should find us. Cheers. (laughs) 